I don't know why you would want someone so much who doesn't want to be with you. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden Next Jay, Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. Wee-oo, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. We just got back from San Francisco. It is about 11 p.m. And Eden is determined to get this podcast out on time, <laughs> even if it kills her. I am going to be on time this year, like I said, and <laughs> I'm going to be three for three. So here it is. Happy podcast. Happy Sunday. There is a little beeping noise in the background. Y'all can hear it. Hopefully not. Um, but we had a little water fiasco at the house um, because of the rain. And those are one of the money fun and upside things to being a homeowner <laughs> that people don't tell you about is that weather can really like mess with your home and you got to be prepared for all the elements. <laughs> and as first time home buyers, these are all kind of things we are learning as we go. So there's a little beeping and I will be TikToking how to get that beeping to stop tomorrow because <laughs> it is just not in my brain capacity right now <laughs> and this all happened while we were in san francisco for our preciosa night tour first stop by the way oh my gosh how do you feel i still feel like it was a dream and that it happened so fast and i i'm on cloud night i don't know what to you know what it was i i wasn't sure what to expect i couldn't even imagine what the vibe would be like and i was shocked how do you feel i mean same 550 people showed up for the movement and showed out like i've never seen i mean we've been doing this for a year and a half now with preciosa night mm -hmm. and san francisco by far had the best crowd oh and i know many probably gets a little bit of hate but i'm gonna be honest their their vibe was just next level it was crazy they they out screamed new york which i was really shocked about same you know i mean maybe we gotta let new york know y'all gotta step it up with the screaming and the energy but they brought the house down and you you know what it might be is that they've been seeing preciosa for over a year everywhere else but them <laughs> so they were just like this pent-up energy that they were waiting to just like unleash and it was just you could feel the vibration of the screams of how excited everybody was at, at the party. I am still floored. <laughs> I'm obsessed with our DJs and our performers. I mean, Rosalia was a drag queen that we oh brought gosh, on. Oh my gosh, so good. She's from Sacramento. She did a crazy, insane Selena medley that just brought the house down. People um, started crying. Yeah. It was so emotional. A lot of emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And our drag king... Shout out to Johnny the Gentleman, a incredible host, incredible performance, and all of our beautiful DJs who just always bring the vibes. Um, I'm just, I think the, I think we set the bar really high oh, for our, our first, first stop. stop. <laughs> well, and we have Texas this week. Oh my gosh, we have Texas this week, y'all! I'm so tired. And if we sound tired, it's because we are running on <laughs> very little sleep and. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I will say we we were able to pull it off and it was something 
within ourselves we got to really challenge ourselves with yeah. because we were only told about this with like a two-week heads up. Um, we were, well, we were only told, we were told that the venue was available. Correct. And we had two weeks to do promotions and kind of get the ball rolling It was production. It was like a, hey, we have this day, somebody dropped out, do you want it? If not, um, we, we don't have anything available for oh, like basically until summer. And we were like, yeah, like we thought about it for a split second. Like, could we pull this off in two weeks? And it was a 50-50 shot. But Bay Area, you clearly have made your point that you really not only loved Preciosa, welcomed Preciosa, but like need Preciosa in that area. And it's just, we are not going to forget that. And we're going to keep it in mind for the future. Yeah. How does it feel going back to the Bay? I mean, you're from the Bay. You know what it was? It was really sweet to see people um, who I've known since junior high and high school come at, come to support. And it was just so full circle because, you know, I was obviously straight growing up and when I was really young or thought I was straight. And just to, you know, be myself, I, I really didn't have my coming out story and my coming out life until I left and I was in Los Angeles. So I don't really have a gay experience in the Bay Area. And I didn't really even know what community looks like out there because I had already built a life in LA. So to come back to the Bay Area to, you know, hear music and be a, go to places and to see people, you know, who know me before I left to LA was just such a surreal experience. And I, I feel happy. Like there was like, I guess a little void that I didn't know needed to be filled. Aww. And I feel like I can kind of finally fill that space where, you know, looking back, like if I had come out sooner, what would my life in Northern California have looked like? Mm -hmm. And I guess I just would never know. And now I kind of know what it would be. Aww. If there was a preciosa that existed. <laughs> <laughs> and you got hyphy on stage. Oh man, you can bring that up. I mean. <laughs> it's been a while, y'all. It's been a while. <laughs> She's hyping me, but it was like it was so cool. It was alright. <laughs> I might make a little a little video for y'all to to catch it. Please relive don't. It. For those who don't know, hyphy is a type of dance, like music and movement that happened and is still happening currently in the Bay Area. And it was just Bay Area pride and like you just, you know, know the sound, you know, this type of music and it comes with the style of dance. And, and you, Eden did it on you're stage. from the Bay, it's almost impossible not to know it, <laughs> <laughs> not to, get, you know, rep it hard because, you know, it's, you're proud to be from NorCal. And honestly, I am proud. I'm, I'm proud to be from NorCal. I'm proud to be a NorCal girl. And I love LA and I wouldn't change it for the world and. It's been a it's been a great experience. And it's only February. And it's only February. We got to blend those two worlds together. And the venue was just so dope. The Shout out to cool. Oasis SF, man. That venue was next level. And it's the only, I'm pretty sure the only venue that's owned by a drag queen. An iconic queen. Yep. Darcy. <laughs> Shout out to Darcy. Love you, babes. Um, you should definitely bring us back and bring us back more often if you're listening to this. <laughs> But this is February, first week of February. We pack up the road and leave again, which we got a little taste of what it's going to be like road tripping with our our podcast team equipment and our podcast equipment. 
Um, but how long is the drive all the way to Texas? I think it's like 21 hours. All right, buckle up. Fun fact, we're driving up to Houston, <laughs> Texas for Precios Night because we're not balling by any means and we have a huge team mm-hmm. with Precios Night. So we're all going to kumbaya and take a take a tour bus up there <laughs> together. And by tour bus, I mean like a minivan. Basically, but what's the best part is that we're doing it all together. Everybody on this team loves and supports Preciosa, and so we're all kind of roughing it together, and it really just shows like how grateful we are for them, and we just appreciate everybody on this team so much because that's a lot to ask for a person. Like, hey, you want to get in a car for the next 23 hours? and You're stuck with us. I know. I wonder what the playlist is going to be like insane we all have very we all have different tastes in music but we will get there so texas i hope you're ready um i hope you're ready baby too oh i'm ready go to h-town i'm ready and if y'all want to see our all of our stops please go to Mm preciousnight.com and before we begin today's episode make sure to follow like at edenxj make sure to leave a really nice review of this podcast we're really trying to stay on a schedule this year. <laughs> Consistent and, e-punctual. Yep. And today's conversation is about situationships. Ooh. And I feel like this has been a topic we've been seeing pop up quite a bit on social media. So we were, let's bring it to the podcast. And some of you have been asking about what to do with your situationships. So yes, here we are. But if you don't know what a situationship is, define it. I will define it. A situationship is similar to a friends with benefits relationship, which involves sexual activities without a commitment to be exclusive to each other. So that is a situationship. Have you ever been in a situationship? Oh my gosh, it does sound like friends with benefits. (laughs) I never, I kind of had an idea what a situationship was. In my mind, I just imagine it being something that's just kind of messy um it's like a relationship that is more than friendship but less than a committed relationship so So it's somewhere somewhere in the middle middle, right it's friends with benefits but more than friends like you're in a relationship but you're not committed you're not even in a relationship relationship. it's a situationship (laughs) see it just sounds messy to me (laughs) that sounds toxic um Yes, I have been in one in Ooh, the past. Just once? No, I'm pretty sure I've been in a lot. I'm pretty sure I've been the situation in the situation. Ew, it's only Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> the situation <laughs> is under control. Um, yeah, I probably did not have any of those under control. But, I, I, you know, I can own my, my own stuff. And I'm probably even guilty of causing situationships because I didn't have the communication capacity to be able to vocalize like I wasn't filling this relationship or I wanted different things um so I just like let things drag out and get messy but I will say I think the the situationship that I can recall uh, that I think I was kind of the last one where I learned a lot about myself from it was there was a relationship I was in with a with a guy and you know what it was? I knew I was leaning more into women. I don't know why um, 
we even kind of started going out. Like, I, I think it was one of those persistent things. And mm. I still had some, like, people-pleasing mentality that I was dealing with. And so I, you know, gave this person the, the a chance, even though it wasn't something that was initially, like, love at first sight or something that I really wanted to do just on my own without feeling like I'm being pressured into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we... I guess we dated, but I didn't really want to put labels on it or, you know, I was just really dragging out the, like, let's not, let's not put a label on it, I guess. I guess that's the whole definition of being in a situationship. You're not wanting to put so a label on it. So he wanted to be in a relationship. He did. He he wanted me to be his girlfriend and I I told him, like, I'm bisexual and I'm still, and I was honest about that. Like, I'm I'm still figuring out my sexual identity and my sexuality and he was like super accepting of it and super open to it and I was like okay great then it was like I couldn't find a reason like a big enough reason like a toxic big blowout reason for us to not talk to each other or to break up right like you're, you're I'm kind of just looking for reasons to for this not to work and then anytime I would throw something out there he'd just be like okay with it and to the point where I told him, like, straight up, like, I'm more attracted to women than I am attracted to you. And then he did the same thing. He was like, oh, well, that's okay. You can just go be with women and then… And then be with him? And be with me. And and he's like, I don't need to be a part of it. I don't need to, like, really know about it or, like, watch or anything. Like, you just… But do what makes you happy and I will be here. And I was just like, okay… Like it, 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 I was waiting for there to be something where he's like, I'm putting my foot down. Like, no. Mm-hmm. And then that could have been a clean cut for me. But here's the thing with situationships. I think that you're a perfect example of like, in your head, it it was the easiest route because you didn't have to commit and he was totally down to do anything you wanted Yeah. in this relationship. So you're like, well, if I can still sleep with him and if I can still like have all the benefits of like being in a relationship being in a relationship without actually committing mm-hmm. and it benefits you yeah. and on his end he's like well i can't have her fully so i'm just gonna have a part of her and i'm okay with that in hopes that she'll change her mind yeah eventually mm-hmm. and it it was that it, there was a point where i was communicating to him multiple times that i'm just not feeling this but i actually never said like we're done or like I'm like this isn't for me I just would say kinder ways of saying it I guess instead of just being very direct like, how um like that like I just I, I don't know if I'm feeling this relationship or I don't feel happy I don't feel satisfied I don't feel like I'm feeling depressed because that all of those things were very true and I feel caged and you felt caged in a non-committed relationship I Um, but that was my reality. And he would, you know, he would talk me down for like three hours or five hours. Like I would be on the ledge ready to just jump and be like, this is it. I'm out. And then he would just talk me off the ledge for the next three hours. So then it was just exhausting Hmm. mentally, emotionally. And then I would just come back off the ledge for like another couple weeks until I can't bear it anymore. Then get back to the ledge ready to jump off. But it was it was taking such an emotional and mental toll on me and 
I, I'm sure on him too, because I don't know why you would want someone so much who doesn't want to be with you. Right. Who has actively said, I don't want to be with you. I've even said like, I don't like the way you smell. What? I know, I know, I can't believe I said that out loud. I did, I did say that. Not that he smelled bad. Do you like the way I smell? Absolutely, but I'm, you know me, I'm so sensitive to smells. Yeah. Like you've, you've known that from day one. Like everybody knows I know. that. I, I'm just one who is just very, very sensitive. And I can either tell if like we're going to vibe or not based off of like how I guess you smell. I'm just, I don't know. I'm one of those people. Um, I can tell if you wash your towels right or not when I visit your house and I wash my hands. <laughs> but it, it really came down to the pheromones that he was giving off, I was not attracted to. And there is, there's a science behind it too. And there's like, you know, chemistry and bio, you know, biology where that just doesn't mesh well either. And so I straight up told him like, I, and I didn't mean it like in a way to hurt him. I was just trying to be honest when I'm saying like, I don't want to be, when I finally couldn't take it anymore, I was like, I don't want to be in whatever this is. I can't do it. I'm attracted to women uh, more than I am attracted to you. My my level of attraction is to this point, um, like it, it's not working and it's gone so deep that I can't even, um, I'm not even attracted to like the way that, you know, your pheromones are. And mm-hmm. I feel like at the very base level, I need that. And the way that I did it, like obviously like wasn't fun. Like I didn't know, I didn't want to be talked off of a ledge anymore. Right. So the only way I could do it was basically have a bag, like all my stuff in a bag packed. And Wait, like, you live with your situation? No, I didn't. I didn't. It was like we were on a trip somewhere. Oh. And so I did that. I booked my own flight to the Bay Area to go back home. Bay Area. I know. Where you were just at. I know. See, that's what I mean. Possible. Like I didn't have like this whole experience. So I booked a... Um, a ticket back to the Bay Area. And that was it. I told him how I felt. I had my bag packed. I jumped on a plane. And then I just, like, I couldn't allow myself to speak to him because he knew what he was doing was also manipulative. Like, if he can just change the way my brain thinks and feels, then he can keep this going. And I was done. I was like, I I need to live my authentic life. And it's just not with you. And that situationship was just so messy like when I yeah. when you think about it I you know didn't want to be with this person and this person didn't care that this person that I didn't want to be with them and it was just two people in a cage not happy with you know the other person and I'm hoping he's gonna finally change his mind and let me go and, and he's hoping that you're gonna change your mind and let him in that part and I think that happens a lot in situationships. What would you say some red flags are in, in situationships? Because I feel like there was a power dynamic mm-hmm. between you and this person for sure. Like you held all the cards. Did I hold all the cards? Sometimes I feel like I didn't. Uh, but I see what you're saying. Like it was always up to me to Correct. pull, pull, like end the relationship. Um, I would say red flags in a situationship, like some of the big key ones, are why are you in this, you can't, you know, relationship or lack thereof in the first place? What is the motivation behind it? Is it materialistic? 
Is it for sex? Is it for, you know, to avoid feeling loneliness? Is it for ulterior motives other than to just, you know... An emotional crutch. An, an emotional crutch. There are so many different layers to why somebody has any type of relationship, whether it's platonic or romantic. So I think a red flag is understanding what are you in this for? What are you, what is the reason that you are demanding somebody's like time, emotional, physical space? Uh, and that reason I think will tell you a lot of, you know, is this a red flag or is this a green flag? Yeah. And I will also say the way that, <laughs> I don't want to say the way that they smell, but like another it's definitely it, turned into a smell podcast. I think so. Smelly episode. Smell podcast. Um, I think attraction, right? Level of attraction. There, there is a truth to, you know, you can obviously like grow in attraction. It doesn't have to start right off the bat. It's not always love at first sight. That is, you know, facts. true and facts. But I do feel like if you are if you feel like you're being forced into a relationship or a situationship then the odds are that is a big red flag like if you weren't in it just because you want it to be and like this makes you feel good and this makes you feel happy and it's like mutual on both sides right then also another red flag what about you um red flags i've actually been in a situationship one time and it's very similar to you in the sense that like, I didn't want to commit, but she was totally down mm -hmm. and was literally waiting for me to just make it official. And I knew that she was into me. I obviously like being intimate with her, but I didn't think we were compatible mm -hmm. outside of that part. And so I would do things like, you know, I would string her along or mm. like, yeah, like in the sense that like I would act. I would very much act like a girlfriend, but there was no, like, mm -hmm. strings attached. And so she was waiting for me to make it official, and I was like, I'm cool with just this. <laughs> like, this is fine for me, which is such a walking red flag, you know? <laughs> when someone says, like, ah, we don't need to. We don't need to, like, get in a relationship. Mm -hmm. But it's because I was reaping the benefits of being in a relationship without actually being in a relationship. Right. And having to do, like, the hard work, you know? Like, the communicating or, like, the building. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't see a future with her. Yeah. Like, she was a, a fun time, not a long time. Yeah. Type of deal. That makes sense. Yeah. So I was definitely the red flag in that situation. Situationship. Situationship. But not don't. You know, you bring up a really good point in situationships when it comes to defining the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. I think a, a big flag is when you're doing all the relationship things, but you're not putting the relationship title on it. Not everyone needs a title. Not everyone needs a ring. And I'm not talking about those. What I am talking about is beyond the initial dating, you know, experience. Like you guys have already been dating for a while. And in this situationship, you're doing all of the relationship things and requiring a relationship-ish status from people like each other. Or maybe that's the expectation, but you're not willing to define it. Yeah. That, I think, is kind of a red flag. Totally. And also, like, I think, yeah, like not committing, you know, to your point. It was like 
she would ask me things like, oh, when am I going to see you next? Or can we plan like, mm-hmm. like a date? And as soon as anything like that would come out, I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> don't really need that. Or we, we don't really have to do that. <laughs> it's so weird to hear you say like, yeah, I don't really want to go on a date when you're such like a pro date person. For you, baby cakes, for you. I mean, I mean, that's true, right? But I was also not looking for anything at yeah. that time. And I think that has a lot to do with situationships too, you know? Like if you're freshly out of a relationship, it's very easy to fall into a situationship. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like not in the right headspace for that, mm-hmm. very busy. You have a very busy life. Yeah. You don't want to commit to like building a relationship together. What do you think would be the best way to avoid situationships? Being completely honest with yourself. I think situationships happen when you're not honest with yourself. Or with the person. Or with the person. Because take like me, for example, I didn't want a relationship. And I should have, I should have definitely end like ended the situationship. But because I was reaping all the benefits and Mm -hmm. I like there was no point because I knew she was gonna stick around for as long as she needed needed to to make it official. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I was going to say the same thing, honesty. Yeah. Um, if you feel like you can't communicate honestly with this person what the intentions are, then it's probably a situationship. Mm-hmm. It's like you're hiding the truth because you still want something or you don't want to hurt them. Or but you don't even want to open that box. You don't even want to open the box. You're just going to like let it ride until the wheels fall off, mm-hmm. I guess. But then people get hurt and I think that's oh, how for sure. a lot of jadedness happens that's how a lot of trauma happens and sometimes we don't even realize we are the cause of the situationships or sometimes we don't even realize we're in them or we're in them and we're we're denying it and we don't know how to get out and I feel like the best way you can get out of a situationship or avoid them or just try to be more aware is just being honest with each other there's nothing wrong with casual hookups there's nothing wrong with not wanting something serious there's nothing wrong with figuring your shit out for sure you just got to be honest with it from the from the beginning from the beginning and on the receiving end when someone is honest with you about where they're at and mentally emotionally and physically you can't be in it hoping that you will change their mind you can't be in it just on the sidelines like waiting and waiting and waiting or expecting this person to change other than the truth that they told you that they were in you also can't fall in love with potential in these situations i think you see the potential of like what they could be as you know so you're like sitting there like you know one day it'll happen yeah oh they have so much but like we could be great together the the classic we could be great together you start going to lulu a little little bit, bit but sometimes that's not the salulu (laughs) <laughs> for a lot of these situationships and you know having an understanding for what you want I think being very clear and very direct for what you want if you're a person that wants a committed relationship but this person is not willing to commit to you you got your answer mm-hmm. it's it, you should be accepting people for who they are not who they could be not who they have the potential to be or maybe not who they were in the past maybe you knew them as a committed person and they are no longer this person for, you know, who knows why life, it happens, people change. 
And you can't be holding out for the person that they once were. Mm-hmm. If this is who they are right now when they're telling you, this is all I have to give you, eh, that's it. You know it. what another red flag is in situationships? You avoid meeting each other's, like you avoid meeting their friends and family. <laughs> I mean, well, then there's more casualties, right? <laughs> hey, well, that's why. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I see that. Did you avoid? I did. I knew it. I did. I did. I did. Um, just because I think for you, the same point as you, uh, I didn't see a future with this person Mm -hmm. and I felt like I was forcing it or I was really trying and I would try so much to maybe talk myself into believing it. And I think that made the situationship worse because then he took it as, oh, like you can see a future with me because you're saying it out loud. And I'm like, I'm trying to convince myself like, yeah. Maybe it'd be nice to like go to your parents' house for the summer or something like that, whatever. But I'm I'm just trying to process what that would even look like. And I can't see it. And I can't, I don't know. To your point, like I think when you meet the right person, it's easier to see and want to build a future with them versus when you're with the wrong person. It's something you really can't see for yourself. Yeah, it doesn't line up. It's like a puzzle piece that doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like we as humans are stubborn and try to fit a square piece into a, cir- a circle hole and you're with somebody who at the end of the day doesn't want to be with you mm-hmm. or vice versa. You're being a person you are not to try to make somebody happy. So let's say you're in a situationship and you know it's bad for you. You know it's bad for both parties and it's toxic. Mm-hmm. And you want to get out of it. Like, how do you end a situationship? Or how did you end your situationship? Actually, that, I think that's a good question. I uh, don't know if I recommend booking a one-way flight and packing <laughs> a bag at 2 in the morning and telling somebody you don't like the way that they smell. Yeah, no. I, no I've, I've grown so much since then. Trust me, y'all. Um, therapy, yes, a lot of it. For me... That was my breaking point, and that was the reason why I did that. I, w- I was in a cage. I was being held what I felt like captive from a person who would not let me go. Multiple times I'm saying, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this situation. I did what I felt was best, which was like just getting out of it and being having my own thoughts in my mind for the first time in a long time. Don't know if that's for everybody, but that was my journey. Having had more therapy and more healthy communication and growth in my lifetime since then. Yeah, baby. I will say the mature thing to do is to understand your boundaries and to understand what you want and what your expectations are and just communicating them. I have an expectation of this for myself in the relationship or friendship or partnership or whatever. Are you able to meet me where I'm at or is that something you're not capable of doing? And that's it. I I felt like having a conversation is great. Sometimes, like for my my situationship, I, having a conversation was not an option because I've tried to have conversations and I was tired of having my mind changed. So right. Sometimes just leaving and sending an email or a text message or a phone call, whatever it is that you feel you need to do to be able to end it, do what's best for you. And I'm not saying 
it needs to end badly. You can explain why you ended it that way. Um, and it's up to them to accept. At the end of the day, even if an, an ending is bad, I know it feels shitty. Like that felt shitty in the moment. It really did. I'm pretty sure on both parties. Mm-hmm. But it needed to happen. Like it needed to, even though it was a shitty ending, it was the best for both people because then we were finally free to be ourselves. And I'm sure this person has like moved on and is super happy. I have moved on and I'm super happy versus just trying to force happiness onto each other for mm-hmm. people who don't want to be together or are trying to be together for the wrong reasons. That's true. So even though it sometimes it's bad and it's shitty, it's like for the best. Um, every person's situation is going to be different. I now would just tell somebody how I feel and I'm like, you're, you're not going to change my mind on it. This is where I'm at. This is what I want. And, it, you know, this is where I'm at. Vice versa. Somebody can tell me this is where they're at and they're free to obviously walk away at any time. Like this whole idea of owning people as property and you're not allowed to let them leave. Like everybody in your life has the freedom to leave you at any point in time. That's very true. Hopefully you live your life giving them a reason to stay. But if they choose to leave at the end of the day, it's their choice. You can't hold anyone captive. Well said, baby cakes. And nobody should be holding you captive. So that's what I learned from that. What would be your advice now to ending a situation? Honestly, being honest (laughs) with your person. Like sitting down and actually having a conversation about like how you feel about the whole thing and like being honest so you would be comfortable with telling somebody now now like hey i just want yeah. sex if you're down totally i'm in if not like i think it's best if yeah. we just part ways a thousand percent that's fair if i was single yeah, yeah I, I could definitely speak my mind like speak my truth and yeah. own it because i'm in a different place in my life but at the time that i had a situation ship mm-hmm. I wasn't this person. So I was very avoidant. Mm-hmm. And the way that I ended it, which is very similar to yours, is yeah. I just like stopped calling them. Mm. You know, I kind of faded out and it was on my end. It didn't fade out on her end, but yeah. I definitely started like ignoring phone calls and being super avoidant and like, yeah, like it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a clean break. And I think that's where situationships get messy. You know? Well, a situationship is messy to begin with and sometimes Well messier. Th- that's how, how you start it is how you end it. It gets it can get messy um to end it because that's what it is, right? It's a situationship. It's confusing. It's this gray area. It's not black, it's not white, it's not even fully gray. It's just uncertainty. And people have expectations for each other that just aren't matching mm-hmm. for what is reality. Like there was another situation that I had where I was very clear, like I do not have the emotional capacity to be in a relationship and I just want something physical. This person wanted to be in a relationship so bad, not not so bad, but he was kind of like pushing it. And I was like, I don't want, and I was actually more clear from that experience. I was like, I'm going to be very clear with who I am and very direct. And like, that will be that. And this person who kept like talking so much about, monogamy and about being you know not being a cheater or you know all of those things just being honest Mm -hmm. I ended up like finding out that there was like 
a girl over like right before me. No way. Yeah. And the thing that this is so dumb, y'all, and I don't know how people are so dumb when it comes to cheating sometimes. And is it not even cheating? It wasn't even cheating because you weren't together. I would have been fine with that had he had just been honest about it. I would have been more than over the moon happy because this is how I found out. I I put my bag down on like a little bench thing and my bag opened up and stuff rolled behind it. I moved the the couch back or whatever the bench was and I pull out a bra that's clearly not mine. No way. Yes, and he has the audacity to say that's, oh, that's yours. Oh my God. I was like, bitch, my things are way bigger than these A cups, first of all. So you're not going to be convincing and me that this wrong. is mine. <laughs> my little, and my little D. I was like literally I was so livid. But I was not just more little. Li- I wasn't livid in the fact that I, I, was missing out on anything at all I was just frustrated on the fact that you weren't just honest like I was being fed kind of these I was being fed these lies to keep the whatever situationship going Mm -hmm. and I don't know the reasoning behind it I didn't care to stick around and find out why I just you know did what I did back then which was still my emotional capacity which was just to leave (laughs) grab my bag and leave once again um and just let that be that but it's it, it it gets messy. The breakups like that get messy when you're just not honest. Yeah. If, I yeah. also think situations are really hard to end yep. in general. Um, there's a lack of clear boundaries. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Like no one has set. If you had clear boundaries and healthy communication, I don't think you would be in a situation. That's true. I think if you're in a situation, this is just by default maybe not going to end well for you. Yeah. Because that's the only way you get in it, right? Or if like or if like you're you're scared of commitment, that's like another way that you would get into a situation. But if you were honest and saying like I have commitment issues. Oh no one would yeah. But then that's up to that person to be like, Okay, yeah. cool, I'm not committed to or I'm a very committed person. But I wouldn't I don't think that would be a situation. That would be some up to that person, you know. It just seems messy. <laughs> just, just, just talking see, about it all is messy. These different gray areas. I I don't envy that anymore. I'm so glad to be on this side of things. Um, Any advice for anybody trying to get out of it? Getting out of it? Get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the key. Just leave. Go now. Just leave. pack your bags. Get out and don't look back and. Now, you know, grow and when you are ready and when you know exactly what you want and you can be honest with yourself and if this person that you're talking to, you know, is it not every, the furthest thing from all those things on your list, keep it moving. Like don't mm-hmm. try to put yourself into these situationships again. Don't try to force somebody to be somebody that they're not you know, people can get hurt. So I would just say come at it from a place where you don't want to hurt anybody. Yep. You don't want to be hurt. So just be honest. And if you're in it, just get out. Like it's it's going to end anyways. Might as well hopefully have it end on your terms or on better terms and just say like, hey, this was a situation, Shep, clearly. I no longer want to participate in said situationship so i will be checking out 
of the Situationship Hotel and will <laughs> not be returning. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Just ha- rip the Band-Aid off. Mm-hmm. Be completely honest with yourself. I think that's a good way to get out of a situationship. I think so, too. Yeah. And then that leaves you room to grow in the future, y'all. Yes. Learn from your mistakes. <laughs> Don't move from one situationship to the next. <laughs> Yeah, that's bad too. I think that's key. I've definitely done that a couple of times. Yeah, but I mean, that's a part of growing, right? You you live and you learn. We weren't, it's not like we were born like this. Like we were super healthy. We were perfect. We did all the right things in the relationships and then we just found each other. It was, we made a lot of mistakes like anyone else. We grew a lot. And there's no judgment here. If you're in a situationship, we totally understand because we've been in it. Yeah. But just being completely honest with yourself and your and the person that you're in this thing with is really important. And when you leave a situation ship and when you find out what you truly want, then you get to open yourself up to finding the right person. You're not gonna True. make the right person out of a wrong person, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're kind of wasting your time. And that's the one thing you will never get back. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the main reason why I would say pack your bags and get out because you never get that time back at all. Money can come back, whatever, anything else can come back, but time never comes back. And the more time you spend in something that's just not serving you, the more time you lose. And, you know, it's life is too short. And you should just be spending it being happy or doing what makes you happy or being with somebody who genuinely makes you happy. And if the situationship isn't it, then it's time to go. You make me happy. You make me very happy. Aww. Yeah. But you also make me tired. I know. It's okay. (laughs) And that concludes today's today's episode. I promise um, these episodes will be a lot more energetic and lively had um we've not just come back from our first tour day but i'm so proud me too i'm really really proud of us like we're pulling this off with no sponsors with just our community and our friends and family pretty badass if you ask me i think so too and i'm really i just love the way that you dream and i'm thankful for your big dreams and for them getting us this far and i'm kind of delulu sometimes yeah when it comes to dreams in the best ways and goals (laughs) and goals and And manifestation but you're kind of spooky like that with (laughs) manifestations i will say that um but i wouldn't have it any other way that's what made me fall in love with you in the first place thanks babe yeah you're everything i'm not and i love that Yeah, give me googly eyes. <laughs> it, like, and on that note, we're heading to the bedroom. I'm so, so this podcast <laughs> is done. <laughs> this podcast will be uh, just sounds of us snoring soon. Not do we snore? No, uh, you don't snore. I snore if I'm really, really tired. Like tonight, tonight I might snore. Me too. It's been a long weekend. You want to snore together tonight? Oh, that's so hot. You want to be little Snorlaxes? Oh my God, it sounds so hot. We can make like a symphony of our snores. Tell me more. I can't because my eyelids are getting <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I have a voice. All right. Okay, this well, is let us time. know what the next topic should be. Please leave us comments or DM us on our um, EdenXJ IG or TikTok. 
And, and our Thursday on Instagram, we open up the chat for yep. Let's Talk Thursday. So send us your recommendations there. And in the meantime, we will see you next Sunday at 8 a.m. All right. Bye. bye.